Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I have a question for you. I have a question for you. We've been under the rule of the great Democrat Party now for two months, two months, a little bit over two months. And I'm just going to pose the question, what is better? What is better in your in your life, what is better in, um, I mean, all these these grandiose promises that the left give, gives us? I want to talk about this, and we're going to look at things happening across the landscape. And by the way, I will say this, if nothing, my goodness, folks, I think I'm at least fair and consistent. Everything bad that happens is not the fault of the Democrat Party, right? We had this, this shooting uh, in in Boulder, Colorado, last night, or yesterday afternoon, evening, I guess, um, which is tragic. And of course, you know now there's going to be, um, of course, this discussion on the Second Amendment, gun rights, limiting access to firearms, and all this sort of this sort of discussion. Um, but that's not the problem. That that is not. Th- Everything that happens is not the the fault of the party in power, right? I mean, that's obvious. There are people who choose to use their liberties and freedoms to do really atrocious and evil things. It's one of the reasons why we need to embrace things that are good and wholesome and decent and teach virtue and value and character in this country. That's why I think it's complimentary for conservatives to also embrace the teachings of Christianity. But be that as it may, not every problem is the fault of the party in power. Of course, if Trump was in power, the way and that's that's where I come from it to you know, if we if I make comments that are, I don't know, a little bit almost uh I, I kinda I wanna sometimes mock the media because of the way that they blame everything on blamed everything on Trump when he was in power. Heck, even when he's out of power, it's Trump's fault, right? I mean, that's that's the power of personality politics. And that's what the left engages in identity politics, personality politics. They get you to, you know, be upset or angry, angered by a group of um People who either are not like you in some way or an individual, they stir up so much hatred, they they isolate, they demonize, they follow the rules for radicals by Saul Alinsky, and they they move their ideas forward on vert on, on the on the I guess the they piggyback the the hatred that's there. Anyway, we'll talk about this today. Email email Todd at Todd F Show. If you want dot com, if you want to send your thoughts, opinions, feedback, questions, if you want to tell me the ways that you are better off because of the 
President Harris administration. That's what Biden thinks it is. If you want to do that, go for it. Again, Todd at ToddUpShow.com. Adoration and praise also accepted at that email address. Um, Facebook. I think we're still off of YouTube. I was telling Oz this morning as I fired it up. I think we're still... Yeah, the channel is not in good standing, surprisingly. So, But Facebook, I think we are. Twitter. And you can always download this show as a podcast. So, well, again, for the time being. Let's talk about the ways in which this nation is better now, because I really mean this. I think, you know, we're two months in. President Trump was painted as the most vile, dictatorial leader in our nation's history. This guy needed to be stopped. Everything would be fine if we just replaced Trump with someone else. And that someone else could really be anyone else. And that's effectively what the Democrats did. They found someone who wasn't Trump, and that was the credentials they gave us in the primary process, in the general election process, to say, this guy's not Trump, right? This guy's not Trump. The best, by the way, that they could come up with is a guy that has spent half a century in Washington, D.C., right? So the best they could come up with was someone who is literally, quite literally, the definition of the swamp in Washington, D.C., and they, they bring this guy, they don't even bring him forward. They put him in his basement. You know all this. They don't talk about the issues. People act surprised. In fact, you heard this conversation recently. Someone from Biden's team mentioned that income earners of $200,000 or more may actually face a tax increase, not just $400,000. Which, by the way, I'm not a guy that takes... Uh, <laughs> I just – these targeted tax increases. I've seen tax increases. What was it? The, the state of – the state of Washington, I believe. Was it the state or was it – I think it was the state of Washington was looking at imposing a wealth tax. And it basically targeted four or six people. It was a small number. Um, and literally targeting their wealth – the the vast majority of the wealth tax would have come from – does Bezos live up there maybe? I, I I think he was one of them on the list. Or maybe it was his ex, ex-wife that lived up there who, um, who won a significant portion of that fortune through the divorce. Anyway, so that money – I mean literally you could, you could write down on paper, here are the people who are going to pay this, this tax. We've concocted a scheme whereby we're targeting specific people for this tax. That is not something that the founders would have been jumping with joy about. This is something that today's liberal Democrats do. In fact, I've shared with people I've shared on here before, you know, before the Constitution was amended, there couldn't even be a personal income tax. We had to think about this. We had to change the Constitution. We had to change the Constitution in order to levy an income tax directly upon the citizens of this nation. Before then, before then, states were responsible for uh, paying taxes to the federal government. States could levy you know, the, the taxes to you know, collect those taxes up from, from the people and send that money to the, the federal government. Now we have the exact opposite. Now we have the federal government taxing people directly, not, not just states, but people. You and they'll target you based upon your 
your earnings or whatever else, how many children you have, is this really the direction that we want to go? This person, the, the government saying this person needs more money because they have this to take care of. This is a, this is the living wage. We're going to make sure that everybody has what we determine to be a living wage. We're going to make sure that all these problems and inequities are solved in our society. Has that any of that happened? Again, they couldn't even during their debates find a way to give candidates equal time to speak, to answer questions, right, with the help of the media who helps carry the message for these Democrats. They couldn't even give them equal time during the debate, yet they want you to believe that they can give you an equal pay, an equal outcome, equal whatever. They can come in on the white horse, ride in, and save the day. That's what they want you to believe, and that is, my friends, absolutely ridiculous, completely absurd, and it's gibberish and nonsense, but people people buy into this stuff. But here we are. It's right before our very eyes, two months of government led by the utopianists, Biden and the rest of the crazy crowd. And what is better? What is better? Yeah, and I, I, I looked at this, and yes, we want to get to Project Veritas here exposing, and that's, I guess, the first thing we'll look at. Exposing what's happening on the southern border. You've probably seen leaked photographs of unaccompanied minors in this detention facility in Donna, Texas, wrapped in blankets, the, the emergency blankets that look like they look like foil. Um, you can't see faces, but they are crammed in this facility. Keep in mind the Biden administration doesn't let anyone near this facility. Transparency. They, this is the group that tells us about transparency. They talked about how dangerous and terrible President Trump was. He was you know, always a half step away from either launching nuclear missiles, starting World War III, or just completely overthrowing the Constitution and taking over this nation in a coup, right? This is what they told us. This is, the, this is basically what we were supposed to be fearful of in the days between Election Day and the day that Joe Biden rode in on his white horse January 20th, two months ago, to save this nation from President Trump. Yet none of that happened. None of that happened. In fact, things have gotten worse, and that's my point. Things have gotten worse. Your taxes very likely will go up. And even if you're not in, even if your taxes do not go up, there are consequences for that happening. In fact, you'll find headlines about how workers end up paying not just big business and so forth, for these taxes. Consumers will pay. It sounds so good to some people because they've been taught to hate or to be upset or to blame certain segments of the society, the wealthy, corporate America. And I'm not defending the actions. I'm just a blanket approval of all actions taken by all companies, all corporations, all wealthy individuals. That's that's not what this is about. This is about respecting and protecting people's, um, well, first of all, the right to the the, the benefits of, of their of their labor, what they're uh, what they can produce. Even if we think it's overvalued in the public, that's what the market says it's worth. And that's how free markets that's how they operate. And that's a good thing. That's, by the way, that's the reasons why people who are at different income levels today 
why people are in different socioeconomic classes today, they can migrate or move between the classes over the course of their lifetime because of this free market. They're not locked into a particular spot. And I don't like thinking about classes, but if if that is a must for you, people can move. It happens throughout uh, the, the lives of, of American citizens. This happens on a regular on a regular basis. At one point in time, studies showed that 90% of millionaires were first-generation millionaires, which I'm not sure what millionaire really means today. At one point in time, that meant something significant. Today, it's, it's much less. But it's still, the point is, someone who's succeeded at some level of success in their, um, I guess, business life or what have you, that, that is a measure of that. And to say that someone can, can do that, Virtually starting with nothing. You've heard people come, you know, come to this country with seven bucks in their wallet or different stories like this. This this is the American dream. But the left, because of their promises and the utopian promises and how they're going to take care of everyone and basically punish the producers and those who have succeeded financially. And by the way, that's not the only measure of success. If you've struggled financially or in business, that's not the only measure of success by a long shot, right? I mean, that's one of the other things I think conservatism or especially Christian conservatism deals with. You know, the value that, the character that you have and the things that you've taught your children or grandchildren, the impact you have in your local community, nonprofit organizations, churches, just all sorts of different things. But finances finances are a measure, of course, part of that of success and some folks choose not even to participate in that side they just want to live and focus their attentions on other things but the point is the point is the more that the democrats have control the less opportunities that we have and again that's that's a way that america is moving away from something good and it's being it's being made worse it's being made worse the detention center in donna texas is an absolute tra- just a travesty down there, right? And this, if this was Trump, this would be front page news. The media would be down there. AOC would be staging another photo shoot, working on her makeup and trying to make it look like she's got streaks in her makeup from crying her eyes out down there. Remember all that phony baloney stuff? Journalists don't care now. Trump's not in power. Biden's in power. What about transparency? What about freedom of the press? Right? What about freedom of the press? I'm going to play a clip from from Project Veritas's video where they've released these photos that were taken from this facility. They're kicked off the grounds. What about freedom of the press? When President Trump would say fake news, this was an assault on the First Amendment, folks. An assault. That's why I said that these individuals needed to put their big boy and big girl pants on and actually fight back instead of claiming that was somehow a violation of the First Amendment of the Constitution. Meanwhile, we literally have an administration that won't let journalists onto the property, escorting them off the facility so that these sorts of photos will not be leaked. Of course, they did get to Project Veritas. Where's the media, by the way? Not just in trying to tell the story, but where is good old-fashioned investigative journalism like 
what James O'Keefe and Project Veritas are doing. Right? Where is this? There would have been uh, there would have been exposés if President Trump were president when this was happening, and there very well should have been. Anyway, where in the world, in what way are things better off now? In what way are things not worse now than they were just a couple of months ago? Quick timeout is in order. We'll continue this conversation when we get back. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in a minute. Welcome back. You know, I was talking with Oz during the break. Not even the – I mean think about how much worse the press secretary is. This is embarrassing stuff. I was just playing playing a bit of a, a soundbite here in the studio during the break where Jen Psaki was asked if, if President Biden – President Biden actually had – well, we'll just, I'll just play this for you really quickly. It's short. We'll get to Project Veritas, but – do we have a better press secretary? Do we have more transparency in the administration? What does this answer mean? She was asked her. There's back and forth about Biden when he fell up the steps. Fell up the steps. Didn't just fall. Didn't just stumble. He was like down. Man down. On his backside. <laughs> on the steps. Going up to Air Force One. She laughingly acts like this is... This, those trep, uh, steps are tricky, I think she says. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And it was windy. <laughs> Blowing the president down, I guess. What is he, a leaf? I, I just don't understand this. Anyway, we definitely don't have a better press secretary. Listen to this exchange. That he uh, fell going up the steps to Air Force One on Friday. Is he doing okay? He's 100% fine. I don't know if you've been up those steps. They're a little tricky sometimes. But he's, <laughs> I'm not he's on doing Air Force great. One. I've not been up those. Um, uh, then did he see a doctor? Did he have to see a doctor over Let's, it? Listen to this. Um, I'm not aware of that being required. There's, of course, a doctor required? who travels with the president, any president of the United States, but um, I, I'm not aware of it needing uh, actual extensive medical attention. Is that the okay, question? Great. And then on the border, extensive? of course. Um, extensive was it medical no? attention. Well, I, I'm not trying to be. A, there's a doctor who travels with him. He, he was walking around, as you all saw, by the end of the day. So I, I'm. Just trying to be completely transparent. That's He's completely, absolutely fine. What is she talking uh, as about? As he was on Friday, was this weekend. He spent the weekend at Camp David. He's so what? What does that have to do with anything? Spent the weekend. At, did the president need to see a doctor after falling down the steps? He went to Camp David this weekend. I'm just trying to be transparent here. I'm just trying to be. <laughs> I'm just trying to be transparent. As transparent as we are on the border, right? I mean, that's really what this comes down to. This is what transparency is. And what's this talk about? I'm not sure that that was required. This is how leftists think. Okay, the president fell going up the steps to Air Force One. What is required? What Someone consult the list of legal requirements here. What legislation do we have? What executive orders do we have in place to determine if the president needs to see a doctor? Right? What are the regulations, stipulations? Does he have a waiver? Is this a condition that is excluded from him having to see a doctor? How much time should elapse before he does seek medical care? Does it? Can he see a nurse practitioner? Does this need to be a, a doctor? Do we need to see a specialist? Do we need to medevac the president to another 
facility for this? What are the rules and regulations here? Tell you it's how the left thinks. And if there's not a policy, they're probably working on right one right now. Got to get that into writing because we can't just allow common sense, uh, common sense to take over. Certainly not. Certainly not. That's if they if we had more common sense, we'd have less liberalism. I can assure you of that. Anyway, so here's James O'Keefe. I want to play this now. Some of this, keep in mind, he's he is showing pictures of the facility of individuals. Um, Illegal immigrants detained, minor children. They were. Um, sorry about that. What's going on with that input there? Anyway, but he's talking about children who are detained along the southern border. Children detained along the southern border put in crammed in facilities i mean literally crammed into facilities put in effectively these emergency type blankets and which look like i mean honestly folks i might it looks it looks like people wrapped up you can't even tell that they're people it looks like i'm not trying to be insensitive here just if you haven't seen them it just it looks like items that's wrapped in foil um, and they're crammed into this facility. And, of course, the media can't tell us anything about this because the media is not allowed in because the Biden administration is the uh, is the most transparent administration since, I guess, the Obama administration. This is what passes as – this is what passes as transparent to the radical left. But we can't see anything. The media is not trying to do anything about it. They're not clamoring for information. They're not clamoring for answers. They're not doing their own own investigative journalism. Instead, what they're doing, instead what they're doing is ignoring it. Simply straight up ignoring it. And so this is James O'Keefe here. And Oz just gave me the time to take a break signal, but I'm gonna play this because I told you I would this segment. James O'Keefe. Um, exposing this nonsense that no one else seems to be interested in. Here it is. Project Veritas has obtained never-before-seen photographs of what it actually looks like inside this facility. Shocking images showing people wrapped up in what looks like metal foil, laying on the ground, their faces covered. Why won't the administration be honest about this? Why won't they show you these images? I'm on the ground in Donna, Texas. If you want to take a look at this facility right here, just a month ago, Customs and Border Patrol agents completed the construction of that facility. It's a 165,000 square foot facility. And we have never seen images inside this facility before. They won't even allow the nonprofit lawyers who conduct the actual oversight of these immigration detention centers to go inside. We have a man who's telling us to leave. Where would the press? They're being forced out here. You gotta get off this this private property. They told us it's private property, but you know what isn't private property? Airspace. So they fly fly to Cirrus right over the top of the detention center to get a better one. So they fly. There's the facility right there. You can see it. There it is. So they're flying During a the recent top. press conference, the press secretary was asked a question why they haven't released these images. Even you haven't released any images that you obviously could, could redact if you wanted to. 
again, we, we remain committed to sharing with all of you uh, the, uh, the treatment. She dodged the question saying, quote, and we remain committed to transparency. I don't have an update for you on the timeline, end quote. Well, press secretary of the White House, let Project Veritas do your job That's for right. you. Just last night, we have now obtained these photos inside this facility. Now, these photos are very, very grim. Project Veritas has also learned these photographs were taken in the last few days. There are eight pods with eight cells in each facility. At any given moment, there are an average of 3,000 people in custody inside this detention center. The pod has eight cells that are currently holding 600, that's 600 unaccompanied juvenile males aged 7 to 17. They're separated by age or physical size depending on the room. 50 of the individuals in, inside this facility were COVID positive. There have been multiple sexual assaults, normal assaults, and daily medical emergencies. Yeah, isn't this, I mean, look, I mean, you, you couldn't see the pictures, but I wanted you to, to hear that because he said some things there that I think are quite important. Right. Number one, you can hear the soundbite from Jen Psaki talking about transparency. See, to the left, they can say a word and it suffices to the media and to the voting base of the Democrat Party because they said the word. They're more interested in words than they are in actions. I'm telling you, this is 100 percent accurate. The radical left is more interested in the verbal game. They're more interested in making it sound good than actually making it better. This is not better what's happening here. This is not better. And why is this happening? Because large numbers of people are coming to this country because of the policies and the ideology, the things that they believe that this administration, the Democrat Party, are going to do. And so they've overwhelmed our system. Some would say that the administration has done this intentionally. We talked about that yesterday. I raised that question to you. Is that what's that's happening is this simple incompetence or is this is this a way to bypass having to legislate things like amnesty just overwhelm the system overwhelm it don't talk about opening the border just literally overwhelm it it's a fair question to ask since they talk about these things since they tell us when we pay attention they don't go out there the media doesn't cover it but you, there's sound bites there's positions that these people have we can find them we've talked about some of this on here before some folks are openly calling for for open open borders stimulus checks went to illegal immigrants i think i saw four point i think i saw 4.3 billion that could be wrong but i think that's what it said anyway this is not better the border is not better taxes are not better what is better some people may say covid we can talk about that after the break as well but anyway can take a timeout right now. Oz, I apologize for this. We ran long. If you're listening here, the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. I know some people would say that in fact, I've seen graphs of this on social media. They'll show the the drop. The COVID cases have dropped substantially since, oh, say November, December, I think. Actually, maybe even a little bit before that. 
we've been on a downward trajectory on the case totals and I think, you know, deaths as well. Um, we had a much higher incidence, obviously, of, of cases than, than, than deaths. But some people say, look, Biden, and I've seen them, they'll mark on the, on the graph January 20th. Boom. And you see this thing dropping, dropping like a rock. Biden walks into the office and poof, COVID taken care of. I've seen these graphs on social media. You may have as well. But did you know this? Again, I'm, I only, I'm only bringing this up because the question is, what has gotten better? What has gotten better in two months? We were told that Trump had us on the verge of basically civil war, nuclear war. He was about to stage a coup. That's what January 6th was all about, right? There's even reports on that. Somebody's out there saying that Trump may be criminally culpable in this, uh, in the what happened on the Capitol, which they continue to refer to as uh, an insurrection. It's a bunch of idiots who did things that they shouldn't have done and they should face the consequences. We, we were at no point in time in any legitimate danger of the government of the United States being overthrown. Are we really being serious here? No, we're not. We're not being serious. But anyway, I don't know if you've seen this. I'm guessing some of you know this. Maybe some of you haven't seen this yet. This is an older article going back to this, going back two months ago, going back to the hours after Biden came in to save the day, to save America from President Trump, which he's failed miserably. In fact, that, that walk up the stairs is a pretty good symbol of how this administration has handled virtually everything at this point. Headline here, lifesitenews.com. One hour after Biden inaugurated, WHO changes COVID testing criteria. Subheading here says the change is expected to lead to a reduction in COVID case tallies. Written by Michael Haynes. This is what it says in some uh, and what some have suggested is politicized timing, the World Health Organization on Wednesday, that was Inauguration Day, hours after President Biden rode in on his white horse to save America, it says that uh, the World Health Organization changed the protocol for COVID-19 tests, which will result in large reductions in numbers of positive cases. The body took this action just one hour after Joe Biden was sworn in as president of the United States. On Wednesday, again, that was Inauguration Day. That was January 20th. The World Health Organization issued guidance regarding uh, the PCR, the uh, reaction PCR test, which is being widely used across the globe in order to detect cases of COVID-19. In a short information notice, the WHO referred back to an instruction booklet for COVID testing released in September of 2020, noting that, quote, careful interpretation of weak positive results is, is needed. The guidance warned against diagnosing someone as having the virus just because he tests, says he, he or she, I guess, tests positive, or maybe others as well, uh, test positive if he does not present symptoms of COVID-19. It also warned about the high risk of false positives. The cycle threshold, this is a quote, needed to detect virus is inversely proportional to the patient's viral load. Where test results do not correspond with the clinical presentation, a new specimen should be taken and retested using the same or different 
NAT technology, blah, blah, blah. Bottom line is that the, the way that they tabulate and calculate the numbers of positive COVID cases was changed per the recommendation of the World Health Organization, which predicted in January of 2020, or January 20th of 2021, I should say, um, shows that or predicted that this would cause the, the COVID positive test results to go down. So, I mean, coincidental timing, um, intentional to coincide with a new president. I mean, you, you know, you can your imagination can run the gamut here on on what this really means and why the timing was as it was. But when you see the graph, and look, I'm not trying. I have never been someone who has stoked fears on COVID. I've never been one who has. Um, I mean, we, we've talked about this, obviously, and we talked about the the concerns of government just doing whatever it wants, and those are real threats. We have to we have to be mindful of this. This is not. I mean, certain actions can be taken to protect people in the interest of public health by an executive, but that's for a limited time, a clearly clearly defined purpose, a, a specific time frame. These can't go on indefinitely. They can't tell us different things. 15 days to slow the spread. Now we're a year into this. This is becoming a contentious issue in a lot of ways. Masks, people see some states not requiring them. All this stuff, all this stuff is happening, um, and it makes you wonder if the the main driver for this is because of numbers that may now be different. What would the numbers have been in December, November of 2020 had this um, the testing criteria, had the WHO changed the testing criteria? I don't know. I don't know, but it seems that it would have at least been lower based upon what we're being told. If it's, um, you know, if they're saying not to test, uh, to to say someone's positive unless they're exhibiting symptoms along with the positive test. So, anyway, timeout is in order. It definitely makes the whole the whole asymptomatic carrier spread. Again, WHO is actually there. There was at least one representative who said there was not a single case of proven asymptomatic carrier spread in the entire world. That was a couple of months ago, probably back in, I'm guessing, September or something. But anyway, here we are. Has Biden done anything about this as well? Are we not just on the natural trajectory? How much of the negative or the the, the decrease in positive tests has been from the changes here? I don't know the answers to these, but it certainly seems to have played a factor. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. By the way, I would like to welcome one of our newest advertising partners, one of our newest advertising partners, Hayes and Sons. Hayes and Sons here in central Indiana. They actually service a huge swath of the state and actually even over to Cincinnati and parts of parts of western Iowa. But they specialize in restoration. 
water damage restoration, storm damage restoration, fire damage restoration, property restoration, mold. I like these folks a lot. Got to meet Jacob. You can find out more information about Hayes and Sons if you and your family are facing a a problem that has to be where your home has to be restored, business, your school has to be restored in some way. Consider reaching out to our friends at Hayes and Sons, hayesandsons.com, or you can call 800-536-4056, 800-536-4056. Folks, I just saw on the on the television, actually Oz made a comment on this, Pete Boot Edge Edge, the transportation secretary, wants to create a culture of cycling or some such is that what it was culture of cycling which look i don't care if you want to ride a bike have at it right i mean i don't i don't have a problem with that i've got friends that are big into this i don't do it um that's not my thing but if you like it fine and i have no problem if there's a culture of biking or cycling that pops up in this country what i have issue with is the idea that government creates culture so Pete Boot Edge Edge is going to go into Washington, D.C. and create a culture of cycling. This is how they think. This is why they think government holds the answers to everything because you, all they need is political power. They ride into D.C. probably on a bicycle, and they suddenly can just change the culture. Poof, problem solved. But see, it never works out that way, and that's what we're witnessing here. And the wheels are coming off this bicycle just two months in. Quick timeout. Back in a minute. Welcome back. So we're going to have to buckle up for there's a lot of things on the horizon. We've got this next piece of legislation that's being introduced to us. Infrastructure, wink, wink, along with other components of the radical left's agenda. I'm not saying infra- – look, I think you can probably find some agreement that some things need to be done with infrastructure just in general, all things being equal, assuming we have – well. We spend money like it's not even a real thing. So I don't want to get into that. But the, the concept of some infrastructure, I'm sure people can get behind. Whether I mean, look, think about the power grid. and I mean, there's certainly things that people could talk about. But this is not about that. In fact, they're already talking about using budget reconciliation again. You, I mean, you could probably get Republicans at least to talk if it wasn't including all these other things. I've got to go. We'll talk about these things later as they progress. SDGC tomorrow. Take care. 